to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And I'm Megan Eanes, a local realtor for 21 years and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are so excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you. We want you to be an informed, savvy real estate consumer in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. And can I ask you a quick question? Sure. When was the last time that you moved houses personally? <laughs> That's 14 years ago. 14 years ago. And, and we think about it regularly. You think about it regularly. We think about doing it again regularly. You know, it's funny. As a real estate agent, we help people do that all the time. Mm-hmm. But then when you go through it personally, it's like a whole new world, a whole new experience. And I haven't moved either in not coming up on 10 years. Okay. But I feel like I went through a move earlier last fall when I had to refinish my entire basement oh, that's for my right. grandmother. Got a pod, put that in the middle of the street, probably annoyed all my neighbors and then moved everything back in. It was painful. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that I've been through the process. My brother was just moving um, last year, and I think he'd been in his house for 17, 18 years, and we were getting ready to put his townhouse on the market, so it was just him, so I felt like we kind of... So you feel that pain a little bit. Did the whole thing with him, got the kids involved, they were helping load up the pot and yeah. the cleaning, and all. I was like a subcontractor for uh-huh. getting things done in the property for him, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, we just, we think about it regularly and now is such a great time to sell. Right. Um, but downsizing, um, it's just, mm, it's slim it's picking. painful, but it made me, I mean, at least feel the pain of people when I had to go through the pod process, knowing right. that I'm clearing out a majority of the stuff in my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of it is junk and that we don't need at all. Right. But at least I'm a, my wife and I are both organized. We mm-hmm. both like order in our lives, not chaos. So we have at least a little bit of an inkling to like deal with our stuff. Right. And so we went through our stuff before it went to the pod. And, you know, there's the common theme of what's trash, what is keep and what is donate. Right. You know, so we try to segment those things out and then shoved it in the pod and Mm -hmm. it disappeared for like three or four months. Then when we brought it all back in the house, we realized, oh, we don't have the same amount of space because we, we gave the basement to our right. grand, my grandmother and she brought in all of her stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we had to go through the process again, trash or donate or keep right, and figure it all out. It's painful. Like, it, it can be... <laughs> It can be overwhelming, and I think that's kind of where my husband and I have been for a while. I mean, we were a family of six. I mean, we still are. We're just not all in the same house now. Yeah. I mean, I've got, uh, we're down to really just one that's regularly in the house with us, my 14-year-old Molly. And so it's just like, we don't need all you don't of this need all space. This I space just want, or the stuff. No, right? I don't want to. I'm done with stairs. I'm like, <laughs> I'm ready to just be all on one level. And, and I used to be afraid of not having a basement, but with, um, we've had so many people that have kind of used our basement Mm -hmm. for storage over the years. I would Mm -hmm. love the opportunity to, I don't even have to say no. I just, sorry, I don't have a basement for, for you to borrow it. Well, the term junk can be endearing. Yes. So Megan, you had an amazing conversation that we want to share with our audience. I did. And when it comes to being overwhelmed, when it comes for me personally, that's where my husband, John and I are, is just kind of being overwhelmed with like where to start with the process. And I thought it was 
they they gave uh, it was just a great conversation I was able to have. So I was able to um, sit down and talk with a veteran-owned company called Junk Junk Luggers, and it was uh, Joe Duda and Cameron Duda, his uh-huh. son, and they are they were just really great guys, and I was really lucky to sit yeah. down and listen to. I feel them. like you use the word junk a lot. Yes. And so we can you can define junk any way you want, mm-hmm. depending on what you think is valuable or not valuable. I agree. And I love how they handle it. So listen to the conversation. There was a little bit of technical difficulties along the way with microphones. So you'll hear a little different tone. Right. Um, because of the microphones and things like that, that were may or may not have been working as well as they have with us mm-hmm. talking right now. So once your ears adjust, it'll be fine. But yeah, here's still a great conversation. Still a great conversation. Mm-hmm. So again, they're, their manufacture, their business is a franchise and it's called yes. junk luggers. And junk again, they luggers. are veteran owned. So here's, awesome. uh, here's Joe and Cameron. All right. Well, welcome Joe and Cameron to iconic talk. Thank you both for being here. Really appreciate it. Um, do me a favor, share a little bit about yourself with me, kind of like where you guys were raised, where did you go to school? Those types of things. Okay. Well, first of all, Megan, thank you for having us on today's podcast. Yeah, my name's Joe, and I'm originally from Morgantown, West Virginia. And about, what, uh, six, seven months ago, we, Cameron and I moved to Winchester. But before that, spent most, mostly my entire life in Morgantown. I spent four years in the Marine Corps okay. and, then, and then moved back to Morgantown and went to pharmacy school and then the MBA program at WVU and I uh, worked in the pharmaceutical industry for about 25 years, and then life changed, and uh, now I'm down here in Winchester with Cameron running the Junk Luggers franchise with him. Oh, wonderful. So did you went to WVU? Did you do your undergrad there? I did. Okay. I was in the pharmacy school. So yeah. did you do the military first, and then came back and did the um, pharmacy school, and my son actually just, um, he just got accepted. He'll be going to WVU here in the fall. Oh, congratulations. So very exciting. Um, so you came back down here. How many kids do you have? I have two sons, Cameron, who's okay. with me here today, and then my younger son, uh, Colin, who just started WVU. Oh, exciting. Mm-hmm. So you guys have been here for, you came down with your dad then to Winchester? Yes, yes. So we came down here, and I believe it was around, it was early spring of 22, we came down, um, bought a house, and got the business up and running on August 8th. So so where did you go to school? I'm assuming obviously you grew up in Morgantown with your dad. Yeah, so I, I spent my whole life in Morgantown um, and I actually just graduated from WVU. Oh, congratulations. So I got a bachelor's of business there and then um, we ended up getting the junk luggers through. It's, it's actually an interesting story. During my time at WVU, I had a little junk removal and moving business that I kind of did on the side. Uh, it was me and I had a few buddies that helped me pickup truck, U-Hauls, box trailer, dump trailer. And that's what kind of got me involved in wanting to further this type of business. Okay. Uh, I wanted to really get the scale. So that's what kind of led us to, to go in with a franchise. And um, Junk Luggers was obviously our top pick just because of the way that they approach, you know, the, their customers and their mission. So, yeah. So when you were up in Morgantown, were you were you working for a company doing this, or was it kind of your own little thing was, that yeah, you just created and completely my own business? It was called Morgantown Moving and Hauling, um, and I started it on my own. Did it for about two years. So and then, so what brought you then to this area? What kind of stood about about uh, Winchester, Frederick County area to you that wanted you know you wanted to do your franchise in here? Right. Well, when once we landed on the junk luggers, 
junk loggers advised us of what territories were open. Okay. And, you know, we looked around different places in the country, but I think just because we have roots close to Morgantown, mm -hmm. being closer was better than moving far away and starting this business. But interestingly enough, there were a number of franchise opportunities in Virginia. We looked at Fredericksburg, we looked at Charlottesville, and then Winchester. And I got to tell you, just the feel mm -hmm. in this community then and as it feels to today, as we meet people, I think it was the best move because there's enough growth here that sustains our business and, and hopefully will grow. But just the people here, just phenomenal. Just They made us feel very welcome and like we've been here more than you know just a few months. Now, had you ever visited Winchester previously? I never really stayed in Winchester, but when I was in the Marine Corps, I used to drive through here coming up from Cherry Point okay. to go to Morgantown. So I'd pass through, but it's changed a lot since those days. I'm sure. So now what about like, have you ever been to like an Apple Blossom um, festival, any of that? Did you guys, did you ever come we to one? Well, so last year when, uh, after, right after we bought our house, we were still, you know, re painting it and doing different stuff, but it just so happened that that was during Apple Blossom. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ended up, well, our first Apple Blossom last year, we had a couple of family members come down for it. And it was, it was very exciting. It was awesome to see. I cannot believe how many people came from mm -hmm. out of state, just different areas across the country for Apple Blossom. It was oh. awesome. It was well, great. see, a lot of people that have been at WVU and different schools in the area, a lot of times had come up here you know, previously over the mm -hmm. years and come to Winchester from all sorts of different places. So I was just wondering if that might have been something that you'd been here previously. But So you've had your first experience with <laughs> yeah. one of those. So We want to dive a little deeper this year. So... Um, We'll, we'll, we'll see where that lands is, but we were on the periphery mm -hmm. last year just trying to understand. So so then you got into the business, and then what were you still in pharmaceuticals at that point in time and decided to kind of make the switch? And Well, uh, you know, just a quick story. I, as I mentioned, I'd spent 25 years in the pharmaceutical industry and, mm -hmm. and ran a U.S. generics business as well as a, an OTC business, but it was just a time for a change, and so I left where my former employer bought a used pickup truck took off on a seven-week journey across the country and had a great time actually Cameron and some of his friends and then some former military friends met up with me at different spots we had a great time but then I had to come back and get serious again and, and find some employment I, I still have a few more years to work but uh, in the interim I also work as a consultant for a medical device company in Morgantown called Intermed Labs okay. nice little shout out to them but um I don't do anything in pharmaceutics now. It's all the device company and, and then working here with Cameron in, the, in this junk business, which is really interesting. I never thought I'd be in the junk business. <laughs> and it's, you know, it sounds rough when you say it's the junk business, but actually it's really a service business that helps people that need help. I mean, it's interesting. Like people really don't know what to do with the belongings they have, or maybe it's the belongings from a, from a family member that's possibly passed or right. put into a, a home. And, you know, there's a, there's a personal piece to this. I know I'm going down a different tangent, but there's a personal piece. People, it's hard for them to let go, and it's hard for them to let go of their families. <laughs> yes, it is. Longings, and we help do that. We understand, I guess, the gravity of that and the seriousness, and, and we've had occasions where we had to help people get through that change and then move their things out, and when it's done, there's a release and they feel better. So, and you know, I don't know, Cameron, if you want to show our mission, why we're, we think we're a little different in what we do. Absolutely. So, you know, contrary to your typical junk removal company, mm -hmm. you know, we try to donate, recycle, repurpose, upcycle, anything we can do with items to keep them out of the landfill, which, you know, kind of back to what my father was saying a little bit, 
it is difficult for people to, you know, let go of some memorable items that, that they could have grown up with, their parents had, and they don't want it to just go to the landfill. And that's, and that's where Junk Luggers really uh, comes in is, you know, okay, we're going to take this to, you know, we have a bunch of different donation partners. They will find a good home for it. It's not going to go to the landfill and really? become part of the yeah. Well, it's, so. it's, it's, I'm glad to hear you say that because um, I, I have two words that just almost uh, haunt me and traumatize me are um, decorative plates. And mm. there are, there's probably several hundred to maybe a thousand or more that um, came out of a house of a family members. It's a whole nother story, but uh, the majority of them are in my basement. Mm-hmm. And um, the family member was trying to just sell them and get something for them. And nobody really wants these decorative plates. So they're in my basement um, and they, they don't want to get rid of them. They've been trying to donate them, but then the, you know, some of the places like hospice, they don't want them. So I'm just thinking, oh, you guys could be my saviors (laughs) with these plates that I have wanted many times to just like take them and have a, like a nice party out in the cul-de-sac kind of slamming them down on the ground kind of a thing. So, but I, I have definitely seen it firsthand where you've got people that have a hard time letting go, especially if there's perceived value in anything. So I can only imagine what what's kind of the the craziest situation that you guys have kind of found yourself in. Is there are there any stories that really stand out? Do you know one? I do. Okay. <laughs> it was probably the first couple of weeks we started, and, and I got to give a quick shout out to our crew mm-hmm. members, Thomas and Kyle. These guys are they're they're so professional. They're the greatest guys in the world. We're blessed to have them on our team. So thanks, Tommy and Kyle. But um, Tom Thomas was. In, in West Virginia, and there was a tractor. He was in, I don't think he was fueling one of our trucks, and he was a, it was a truck stop or something, and uh, one of these drivers with a big 18-wheeler was in there and was really frustrated, and he had skids, pallets on the back of the truck. There were a handful of skids, three or four, and some of them were broken, but he had nine, what was it, nine tons or eight nine. tons of calcium carbonate, and he was asking if we could help him, and we tried we try to help them, you know, but we don't our, our business uses two and a half ton trucks and most of the things we move are with our hands mm-hmm. and labor. We can do some bigger jobs, but you need planning. And this gentleman was trying to get back on the road. But long story short, after we found some of the logistics to get the materials moved onto our trucks, we really couldn't help the guy because the issue was the material itself. You can't just dispose of nine tons of calcium carbonate in the mm-hmm. landfill. So we got kind of stuck there. And, but that was probably the, the, the one job we couldn't solve. Yeah, that was, I, I was at, right after you said you had one, that was the one that I was thinking you <laughs> say, but yeah, it's, I mean, when we got pretty far too, we had, you know, we, we figured out what kind of equipment we would need. We figured out how long it was going to take, you know, and, and like my father said, we got all the way down to where we were going to take it and how we were going to get rid of it. And it ended up going into, you know, we, we needed a special permit and all this stuff. And, and this guy, you know, he's a truck driver. He's got to go get to his next stop. He's got to go do what he has to do. He doesn't have days to wait around for us to right. get a permit and do everything else. But it was, that's probably, that's definitely, I would say, our most interesting job that we've had a call about so far. Has there been any item, interesting item that you've kind of run into that you've disposed of? The, the slot machine actually that we came across. <laughs> oh, that's kind we, of cool. It was uh, a job we actually did recently within the past couple of weeks. Um, a customer was getting rid of an old slot machine, and uh, I don't know too much about it. It's actually it has some sort of 
foreign language. I don't know if it's I think they're Japanese, Japanese or some mm-hmm. sort of symbols on it. So we don't really know how to play it, but uh, it still works. So we decided to keep it. It's now a centerpiece in our living room. Um, but it's it's been really cool. That's probably been our, our most unusual item. So what do you think? I, I would say the other one, and it was kind of. Um, not, not, not the ending that I wanted, but we had someone call us that an 1890 mm. piano. <laughs> and pianos are the, probably the most difficult thing to get rid of. I mean, we can get them in and out of the house, but to find a new home is, is extremely difficult. And they usually yeah. don't find it there. But it was an 1890 piano. Now, the interesting thing is I, I made phone calls for about a, a week or 10 days trying to find a, a place for this piano. And it was unsuccessful. And the, the, the issue is that it was, the piano was probably worth somewhere between twelve and fifteen thousand dollars, but it needed twelve to fifteen thousand dollars worth of right. work done to it. But we, you know, we didn't just take it to landfill. We did find some folks that we could had beautiful wood on it and things, so we were able to work with some folks to repurpose some of the wood off of it versus just completely dis- discarding it. But it, that that was one that I still think about. Like I wish we could have found a home because it was an interesting piece. It, it's funny you say that because I have an, a piano in my living room that was built in eighteen ninety. Um, and it's a play all piano. It's got all the inlaid wood on it. It has the candlestick holders is how you would read the piano mm-hmm. music and stuff like that. So it's just, it's kind of funny you say that. I, I've, I've thought about what to do with it. It was uh, something that I kind of inherited from um, a great aunt, but it, it's a beautiful piece. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine um, that's hard to part with. But for you guys to kind of try to go the extra mile and, and find something to do with it and really care about it. Um, that's, that's pretty wonderful. It says a lot about you guys, and especially even stopping talking to the, the trucker, trying to, you know, clear off the, the things that he had that he couldn't get rid of, and you guys took the time with that to try to be able to problem solve and see what you could do. Um, it sounds like you, you really do care about the people that you're working with, even those that you're, I mean, you weren't even working with them, but you're still just trying to see if you can provide a service to people that needed it. And I think that's what makes a difference. And I will, I won't mention a name, but the former company I worked for had the most incredible customer service department. I mean, honest to goodness, these people would walk through fire to help our customers. Mm-hmm. And that just stayed with me about how important that was. You know, everyone had products, but our people had the service. And I think that's what we try to do is, yeah, you know what? We're just now really getting to know each other, but you know, we would take care of you as well as we would take care of anyone else. And it's not just the customer. It's interesting when you think about our mission of donating, we have to build relationships downstream too. Right. And we do. We've met some incredible people at, at the Restore store that supports your uh, mm-hmm. habitat, uh, hospice, Salvation Army, Goodwill, and the thrift stores around here. And those relationships are just as important as the customer relationships. And that's, right. that's what it's about. And that's, I mean, that's wonderful. So what are some of the things that you guys do? I'm looking at your website right now, um, and it, you've got a, a, a list of things. And one of them that I love that really stands out is um, senior downsizing. Like, mm-hmm. it's something you don't think about, but uh, I've been there, helped deal with that. And that's, so I, I love that you even kind of spelled it out as something that you do. So what are some of the other things that you do um, other than just, you know, somebody has some trash, you come over and pick it up, so... What are, the, what are the, some of the services that you guys have? I mean, we, we do. It's a very broad range of services we provide. Uh, you know, we have your typical, we need to clean out the garage, clean out the attic, whatever that is, clean out the yard. Um, we do senior downsizing. Uh, we help real estate agents, you know, when they want to go sell a home and they're kind of in a pinch, the customer, their 
person selling the home doesn't know what to do with this stuff, mm -hmm. we could come in and help them. Uh, we're actually working on trying to get a little bit more into the commercial space, maybe cleaning out warehouses. Uh, we actually have, we're a franchise, so our national team has um, a national accounts team through, uh, they do CVS, Walgreens, Walmarts, we do all kinds of different stuff. Um, we could even do, you know, a little small local jobs as far as moving small items around. You know, our trucks really aren't built or made to do big home moves, but we've helped people in the past, uh, actual that were downsizing, moving to retirement home from a house. We've helped them move locally. So, I mean, we do, we, you know, we give us any kind of job and we try to figure out what we can do to help anyone. Mm -hmm. so. yeah, and I think the other uh, thing there too is to Cameron's point, like, specifically in your space, like real estate agents, you know, someone needed to stage a home and you just were short on manpower. We, you know, most of our jobs are priced on the volume that they take up in the truck. And then there may be surcharges for things that like hazardous waste can be paint, tires, things like that. But we also offer labor only services. So if someone said, you know, we, we've got to get this house set up and we need to move some things around, call us, we'll send our, our Tommy and Kyle over, if, if it's Cameron and I, we go, we go on the trucks too. We were on the trucks uh, last week. So, you know, it's a great business. It's fun. Well, and that's wonderful to hear because I know that there's a lot of times where there are people that just need the additional assistance that, you know, maybe they were injured and uh, they can't be carrying things at that point in time. So be able to have just kind of those extra hands that you can just kind of call and help. Um, come over, you know, somebody gets a dresser and they need it moved upstairs. I mean, is that something that's too, you know, too big, too small type of a situation? And Yeah, I, I guess what I would tell someone in that situation, I mean, we would help anybody do anything. I mean, mm -hmm. we just certainly have a minimum service charge just because we're sending two licensed insured people out. Right. So for one dresser, I mean, we would help them. They probably wouldn't, you know, our minimum job is what, right. like $120 just to move something small up some stairs. So I would say if I was going to call us, I'd have us do a little more to see get the value. But, get the I mean, bang for your buck there. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's there's a basic thing you can do <clears throat> right. uh, based on your cost structures, but we'd help anybody, you know. Yeah, give well, us a I mean, shot. We do free estimates. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. So, how can people get in touch with you? Well, they could call the national account at one eight hundred lug junk, or they can call me at three zero four two seven six nine five four seven. And I don't know if you want to share. Yeah, that. sure. And then I, I, you can also reach out to me, Cameron, uh, 304-685-1393. Okay. Um, so those are three good ways to get a hold of us. Our uh, call center is outstanding. They're open seven days a week, hours that you wouldn't even think. So, um, which I actually don't even have memorized off the top of my head, but I know they're open very late, open very early. So you can almost always get a hold of somebody. And, and I just may add, you know, again, we're a, give you my little uh, speech you know we're veteran owned we do same day bookings we have a two-hour service window so we would work with you to find the two-hour window you want us to come to your home 15 minutes before arrival one of our crew members will call you so we don't show up on you know un, you're surprised by uh, or unexpected and um, like it's like I said we try to our guys will go in and walk through the home do a free estimate mm -hmm. and you, know, you certainly just point out what you want to do you don't have to do anything else and most often you'll find them outside by the truck staging items like what will be repurposed, what will be recycled, and then what will ultimately go to landfill. So that's sort of how we operate. So if there's people that have, um, that may be overwhelmed, because I know stuff overwhelms people. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you all have seen it look like you guys have done things with um, hoarding. You do hoarding estimates too. Mm -hmm. So um, most people, I don't think, reach that quite 
that level of hoarding, but just there's people that are overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that they have and you don't know where to start. What would you tell somebody that, you know, just really doesn't know where to begin? Well, first give us a call. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you want to add to that and I'll throw my two cents in, Cameron. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it always helps to have a fresh set of eyes if you've been looking at the same you know, shed that's completely full for five years. Mm-hmm. It can be overwhelming, but you know, when we come in, we've done this long enough uh, that we can actually look and say, you know, this is still good. This can be donated. This eh, maybe not, and we can come in and kind of explain to you what we will do to help you. And I, I think the biggest thing, as far as trying to I'm trying to think of the word here, look into. Uh, removing your items and I don't know what do you think well I was just going to say yeah give us a call and you know it may not be that we take everything mm-hmm. away and we'll talk to them and like what what are, what are your goals what would you yeah. like to do you know what's been a challenge for you understand the customer and then present not just one option but maybe multiple options and maybe it all doesn't get resolved that day maybe we need to come back or maybe we're not the, the vendor that finishes what needs to be done ultimately but it's really just taking that first step to call us Give, give the customer or the client some, some ideas. You know what? Maybe they don't do it that day. Maybe it's a month from now or a year from now. But just give them something to work on, I think, is important. All right. Well, thank you for that information. Um, I do have a couple um, iconic talk questions for you. Okay. So these are just some questions that we kind of just try to ask um, the majority of our people that we come in and get the opportunity to interview. So just kind of off the cuff, just, you know, whatever your thoughts are on this. So what do you like most about your local neighborhood or the community? I think it, I really like the tight knit kind of feel in this community. Um, it's, it has the old historic feel to it, which I really like, but you know, there's people moving in from all different areas around the country, around the world, but everybody is so friendly and so welcoming. I know like my father said, I think before we actually started the podcast that there's this feeling that, you know, we just moved here eight, seven, eight months ago, but we feel like we've been here forever. We're meeting all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. The restaurants are great. Um, The housing's great. There's opportunities here, whether, you know, you want to work outside, you want to work inside, you want to work in an office, you want to work with your hands. There's, There's so many different things about Winchester that I just personally love. And you're so close to you know, you got three, three and a half hours maybe to Virginia Beach. Yep. We're close to Richmond. You got Skyline Drive down the mountains. You can mm-hmm. go down to Front Royal and yeah. jump on. So you have a little bit of everything here. So you kind of hit the community. Let me ask you about like your neighborhood. Is there anything particular <laughs> yeah. that kind of drew you to the neighborhood that you chose to buy your house in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, our neighborhood's a 55 and older community. Okay. So it's interesting because I fit that model, that demographic. But you know what? I, I like it because it's, it, am I allowed to say the name of the community? Sure. It's, it's Autumn Glen and the people there are just fabulous. They do a great job running the HOA, but we have some fabulous neighbors. And You know, I think having those people that have such history and have lived here for so long, share with us what goes, what has happened here. And then, you know, we get to check on them a little bit and they right. help us. My neighbor last night, I needed a rake and he's like, you can borrow, just put it back when you're done, you know, but it's just good people. Yeah, my parents live over there, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, we grew up, um, I grew up in Stonebrook. They um, lived there for many, 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 many years. And so they've actually been over in Autumn Glen for about seven years. And you probably have run into my dad. Um, they uh, they love it there. Same yeah. thing. It's just uh, it's just a good group of people, mm-hmm. and a lot of, a lot of always you can step outside and somebody is walking. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> and it's close. It's convenient. You know, if mm-hmm. you want grocery shopping or banking or whatever cleaners or 
it's just a nice little place. You can get you can get a lot of uh, items accomplished on your schedule without going very mm-hmm. far. All right. So, what's also your favorite local restaurant? Mm-hmm. Is there any place that stands out that you go to? I mean, I, I prefer not prefer, but I really like going to Roma's. Uh, I haven't been to the one down here in Old Town yet, but okay. the one in uh, Stevens City is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go there. Sal and Gino's is another bad guy. Oh, really good. Oh, good. <laughs> so, They're both good. They take really good care of us. I am part of the uh, Blue Ridge Association of Realtors. And was it that event? Or was No, I know what it was. It was our B&I group. Oh, right. It was our B&I group. We had a luncheon and I needed to take something. And the folks over at uh, Sal and Gino's were fabulous at making us a salad. It was such a hit that everybody's like, can we keep it instead of you taking it home? I'm like, sure. Oh, so, yeah. That, those things. are both really good choices. Mm-hmm. So um, and what is something that you think makes our area special? I know we've kind of covered on it. Is there anything else that you can kind of think about that anything special about us, about the area? Well, you guys too, now that you're here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really, again, I, I mean, some of the things we've already echoed, it's the people, it's the, the, mm-hmm. the geography. I think it's the history and the fact that Winchester, and I know it's growing, it depends on who you speak with, you know, there's a lot of change going on and it's tough for some people, but there's a lot of things that have remained the same or you can still feel it. So I think it's it's having that history, historic piece, but then allowing for growth. Um, That's what I like about it. I think the Apple Blossom Festival Mm -hmm. parade and all that really helps continue that through the next generation too. Oh, I think so. They've been around quite a few years. So, well, I want to thank both of you, um, Cameron and Joe, for being here with Junk Luggers. Thanks for taking the time, and we appreciate it. Well, thank you for having us. It was a pleasure spending time with you and your your guest on your podcast. My pleasure. Well, thanks, Megan, and thanks to Junk Luggers. And I love how they're getting instantly plugged in to the community and, and how they feel like they're connected with us already. That's great. I, yeah, I know. I love that, you know, we're so used to talking to people that are that are kind of been local, that have been here for many years, you know, 10, 20 plus years, some mm-hmm. that are born and raised. And they kind of had the same attitude about our area that the people that have lived yeah. here their whole lives right. did. Right, right. So, that was definitely new. So and, I'm glad they get it. And I also love their service mentality. Yes. That this is, again, that's why I feel like, like we can redefine the word junk mm-hmm. because they truly are finding homes for as many of these things things that they're picking up for the customers as possible yeah. and they care about it. I mean, their instant story that they're thinking to themselves of, you know, what's a unique thing is mm-hmm. that they, they couldn't get rid of something. Yeah. And they're not <laughs> just trying to build relationships with, um, you know, with the homeowners and, and like, for instance, like realtors like us, that we're trying to help people move and we're helping them get, you know, or reorganize and get rid of some things. Right. So it's just nice that they have built relationships, even with places like, um, you know, CCAP and yep. Habitat for Humanity, where they're able to donate things so that you can feel more confident instead of having to just feel like you're just contributing to the landfill. Right. You're able to also, if you're getting rid of things, they can be recycled. And, reused. and they're a great resource because they have already built those connections. And if mm-hmm. you or I don't know where can I donate X, Y, and Z things, they probably have an answer and yeah. they can help you with it. So, I, And I think it was really neat how Cameron had already been doing this on his own mm-hmm. up at uh, WVU. Yep. Um, so that was really neat. 
I was, it was great having them on. Yeah. Well, I, I learned that I don't know if I really want to go to your house right now <laughs> with all the decorative plates. <laughs> oh my God. They're... And a piano that you don't know what to do with. And <laughs> it does sound like that you need a good realtor in your life to help yeah. you downsize like we talked about earlier. Well, yeah. now the piano is, I do absolutely love that piano. It's funny. My gradient had a, a 10,000 square foot um, historic mansion in Portland, Oregon, and she didn't have any children. Mm-hmm. Her living relative was my, my mom and, um, and of course our, her children us me and I was the only one that would play the piano when I went to her house and she had organs and pump organs and pianos yeah. so when she passed away um I got the piano See, it's not junk no uh, it's, yes. it is beautiful but it was just so funny talking to them to hear an 1890 piano and I'm like wait I, I have there one too go. there but you the go decorative plates hmm. <laughs> I mean boxes and boxes and boxes of them in my basement I'm sure they'll find a home so I hope so yes well <laughs> let's talk about what's coming up in our local community, what do you see coming down the road here? So we've got a drive-through soup and sandwich and peanut butter pies on Saturday from 12 to 2 at the Gainesboro Volunteer Fire and Rescue. Wow. They're going to also have country ham sandwiches, pints of sloppy joe or chicken salad, and peanut butter pies. Wow. So, well, I mean, with yeah. l- weather like today, I mean, good grief. Right. Got to get out there, people. So, I know. Yeah. I mean, and then <laughs> this is funny. Um, I hate to say it's funny, but it's the coldest night of the year walk uh, as a <laughs> benefit it's um, supposed to be on the um, coming up here soon on the 25th but uh, it's it hasn't been really that cold I mean we're supposed to have uh, in the 70s I think sometime this week yep. but you know what it's going to be great it's going to help um, benefit Watts so if you want a family-friendly walk to raise money for local charities um, that are serving people um, you can head out there for uh, it'll be on the 25th and then we've also got a community wellness festival that is also on Saturday from 10 to 5 it's free um, and reduced cost health screenings, including hmm. blood testing, glucose hearing, cardiovascular mm-hmm. disease. That's all going to be at the Apple Blossom Mall. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So yeah. that'll be great. And then just given some information about next week, they're going to actually have a annual rent-a-hand auction and spaghetti dinner. The Sharando FFA is putting that on. That's going to be on March 2nd at 6 p.m. Dinner is a free will offering. Hmm. Awesome. And that's at the Sharando High School Yeah, cafeteria. and I participated in the Winchester Rescue Mission last weekend. Okay. Um, they had a fundraising event that went phenomenal, and I know they got some publicity about that in the Winchester Star, and they're working on building a new building. So that's just an, a really neat organization as well to mm-hmm. stay in touch with. So. Maybe we'll have them on sometime that again would be great. soon. So, and we've got some really. I'm so excited about some of the interviews that we have coming up. We've had some great yep. ones. The one today I thought was wonderful, but there's there's some really cool things that are going to be, be coming the down the pike. Be on the lookout, people. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk, and we hope you learned something from today's episode. And look forward to sharing more with you next week. Remember, when you look for a real estate professional, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. We appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us. We would love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Yep, and thank you, Simeon Battaglia, for all of your work, especially using this episode together. So we appreciate it. Until next time, think iconic. <laughs>